it's high time we got oh, started. You should test the sound first. I should. I this is the thing we always forget. You need a checklist. I do. Hello, and welcome to the Sprocket Podcast, where we simplify the good life. My name is Brock Dittis. And I'm Aaron Flores, broadcasting from the People's Republic of Portland, nestled in the heart of Cascadia. We are the show that brings you somewhat irreverent conversations about the intricacies of thinking locally with a global perspective and enjoying the best that life has to offer along the way. Covering bicycling, trains in transit, and simpler living. And today, bike scum is about pushing yourself before you're ready. That's right, because we have David Robinson back in the studio. Hello. Hi, welcome back. Yeah, after... Uh, <laughs> Thanks for having me back. Yeah. Welcome back to We've me. We've been here the whole time. <laughs> well, I mean, here is different now, too. That's true, yeah. You've never been here, no. although you've been here. Thank you for welcoming me here. Yes. It's a new studio location. Indeed. Um, so... <laughs> David has had many uh, awesome adventures since we last spoke, so we're going to talk about some of those. And we are also in studio with a uh, longtime listener and financial benefactor, Shadowfoot. Hello. Shadowfoot, are you, are, uh, can we divulge your first name? Of course. Uh, you're Brian. Brian That's Shadowfoot. That's right, yeah. Uh, and you are here all the way from New Zealand. Yep. On, uh, on vacation. Just on vacation. Sort of started in Vancouver, British Columbia. Uh, Seattle and now Portland before we are going to go home. Fabulous, yeah. So we are, uh, we're going to talk about all of these things. So uh, thank you both for making an appearance in the garage. We are drinking some beverages. Uh, they are, of course, from the beer mongers in Southeast Division and 12. Southeast Division. What is that you have in your hand? This this is not a soda, by the way. Is it not? This is not. It's, uh, Doesn't this it say soda on the label? Uh, it does say soda. And yet it is not. Well, Self-defeating. It's it's a soda in that it's um, it's carbonated. Okay. It's got water. Oh. But it, it is a drinking vinegar. Oh, really? Yes. Are you into that? I am now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was worried for a minute. Because I, I get to select these now that we don't live right next to the beer mongers at Southeast Division and 12. It like really, like really gets to you. Really? Yeah. So this is the strongest yeah. beverage you've had in like years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's it's uh, yeah, it's like kombucha times two. Nice. As far as sourness. That's that sounds fantastic for the sort of thing you're into. It's not yes. really my thing because uh, I, I don't even go for sour beers. Like it's uh, sour is not really a thing that I've ever really enjoyed. You're missing out, man. I'm glad you have a thing that works <laughs> for you. Uh, I also have uh, we we have some other canned beverages and things from. Uh, Various places. Uh, but yes, the Beer Mongers, great place to be. Beer Mongers is a place where I went just yesterday to pick up these beverages. I saw a hat that I thought was cool, and I said to oh, Sean, yeah. hey, that's a cool hat. And he said, here, do you want it? And so he gave me a hat, and I walked <laughs> home with it. So, just, and, and at first glance, I thought it was I thought it was like one of their hats. I was like, damn, Beer Mongers like stepped up their game. Right, right. Uh, they also have great right. hats, they which do. you can they buy. Do when you go there and visit them. But, uh, but yeah, this was from, uh, was it Beer Valley Brewing? They had a stout that the hat was themed after. It has the skull and crossbones. And on, yes. the, on the back it says world fucking champion. Yeah. That's yes. how it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're from Ontario, Oregon, and I've not been to Ontario, which is right on the border between that and Idaho. Mm. So uh, I think it's kind of a bedroom community for Boise in a way, I think. But, again, I've never been there. I hear that Boise is kind of, like, cooler than it used to be. But I gotta really? go someday. Yeah. It's still like a ten-hour drive from here, so I, you know, the, the Greyhound ride would be like twenty. 
and uh bicycling would take like a week so i that's why i haven't been but yeah so uh what i have done recently is i did some climbing not climbing but like hiking some hiking yeah. yeah. So Adele and I are doing the Pacific Coast Trail this summer. Uh, we have three weeks together off, and so we're going to go. Instead of doing a bicycle journey, we decided since we've done just about every bicycle destination you can, starting from Portland, it was either you know travel farther afield or go out and hike in the woods. So this year we're hiking in the woods, and uh, we went out to kind of test our – we put a bunch of dumb weight in our packs. I took my bicycle security chain. <laughs> which I don't need on the hike. Really? But I, yes, actually, in fact, <laughs> I loop it around my ankle when I go to sleep at night. Right. <laughs> no one steals me. You used to hang, like, hang the whiskey above the camp so the bears don't get it. Ooh, so that's an idea. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's something I should do. Anyways, um, <laughs> I put that in my pack because we just wanted to test them out with weight. Um, and we both got new packs. We've never had like actual backpacking packs that worked really well for us before. So um, it's a real thing. We went like 10, 11 miles, and it felt like 20 miles. Climbed about 3,700 feet. Nice. And nice. what goes up must come down when you start and end at a trailhead. So and Elevation's not as fun on feet. As oh, as man, no. There's no coasting downhill. <laughs> no. You can't, it's like it's more work to go down than it is to go up. It, it's not ridiculous. Dying, be, um, yeah, don't fall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, the, the good thing is like most of what we're going to do this summer is not nearly as steep as that. So if we can do that, we can do just about everything else. One thing that did happen is as I was on my way down the hill – my shoe, I had a used pair of shoes I was planning on using this summer. And it snagged on a root or a rock or something like that. And uh, the left shoe just kind of tore open. Oh. Kind of like the, to where you could like see the toes or something. Yeah, and now you got so, talking shoes. Like basically. A, cl- a clown shoe, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, I had to go get new shoes. Fortunately, next adventure here in town, uh, they've got used adventure gear. And I found another pair of shoes for 34 bucks, oh, which we road bad. tested on Sunday. And it seems like it's going to work out well. So. All right. It's a good time. But uh Aaron, you had a very exciting weekend. I had I had <laughs> I yes. You I'm won pleased, a trophy. I am pleased to announce that I am officially the fifth safest bus driver out there <laughs> in the in the northwest region. At least the fifth safest like participating in the exercise. Right, yes. Right. yes. But I'm, I'm sure a lot of people want to know who the first one is so they can get a ride with them. <laughs> you can't afford his rates. <laughs> Yeah, that's a contract that uh, is hard to negotiate. <laughs> actually, our friend Stephen was was uh, the first. Um, I was actually quite—I wouldn't say I was surprised that he got first, other than the fact that he's only been driving for you know less than a year, right? Yeah, and that's yeah. the funny thing is that in these competitions, when school bus drivers get together to decide who the safest school bus driver is, uh, oftentimes— it's not the people who have done it the longest, but the people whose training is freshest. Yeah. So like the less time yeah. you've been doing it, the more accessible all of those skills are to you <laughs> in some ways. But congratulations, sir. It was fun. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It, it took a lot of the day. And you it were took there, all day. You were there as a judge. Yeah. So um, you, you actually, um, you probably took uh, more of a beating in a way, or you were probably more exhausted than I was. I stood on my feet for nine hours. Yeah. And (laughs) and you were getting rained on. Right. Like I had the option of going inside a building for a while. That's true. And you did. And I did. Yeah. It's a good choice. Yeah. I got to stand next to backup beepers for nine hours. That was, that was fun. (laughs) Did you have like any hearing protection? You know, we had earplugs, but it wasn't all that, like it wasn't that loud. I don't think. Yeah. Uh, I was working with our boss who has tinnitus, and he said that uh, he needs the earplugs. Otherwise, right. the yeah, it would it would have been an uncomfortable day otherwise. But um, I think my favorite part of the day was your acceptance of the award because <laughs> Mr. Flores here, 
has a, well, <laughs> a flair for the theatrical. <laughs> oh, really? And so um, when they start calling well, out the names of people who on. win, let's, yeah? you want to set this up? Let's uh, let's backpedal a little bit in that. Go ahead. I was having, from the very beginning, like from every practice all the way up to maybe 15 minutes before, you know, I actually like got in the bus to compete. Right. Uh, I was having a really hard time taking this thing seriously. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then uh, to top that off, like all the anxiety hit. Uh, sometime the night before I woke up at like at two thirty. Okay. And of course, like, you know, having to be up at four, it was even harder to like go back to sleep just to wake up in an hour and a half. Right. <clears throat> so like Friday was a really long day. And then, uh, Saturday we all had to be there pretty early again mm-hmm. for the competition. Yes, you did. And so I was really sleep deprived. And so I was, I don't know. Just maybe a little bit more uh, uh, jocular uh-huh. than than I'm, I'm probably I should have definitely more than I should have been. <laughs> and by uh, jocular, you mean crazy? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah just, just everything was a joke. Just to me. a little batty. Yeah. <laughs> so I was cr- the first one to finish the written test too. <laughs> <laughs> so the crazy driver gets number five. <laughs> number five. <laughs> that's, that's the idea. Yeah. Well, so is homeschooling popular? <laughs> Yeah, lots of homeschooling in Portland. Um, yeah, it was it was the really funny thing was um, so out of out of the team in Portland, there were seven of us. Right? Uh, nine, I think. Nine of us. Yeah. Yes, there's a lot of people. Big um, showing for the minibus division. Yeah, and um, after you know they're they're I'm assuming they they drew our names randomly, um, and after. Pretty much everybody on our team went. I realized, like, oh, I like they all went in the first half of the competition, and I was like talking shit to everybody, and I was like harassing the other teams. Right. I was like just any sort of tomfoolery uh-huh. that was around. You know, <laughs> someone goes up to like to like go check out their bus, and I'd be like, "Don't throw up," you know. Um, uh-huh. And yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, maybe about. I don't know, 10, 15 minutes before they called my name, I came to this realization of like, oh, this is all real. I actually have and, to do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no backing out. And as it were, like, everybody's going to be around to watch me. Yes. You know, when when it was just like well, at the very beginning, point, everybody, yeah. yeah, everybody's like all doing their thing, going to the various teams, you know, saying hi and whatever. But then now that everybody's already competed, they're all just sitting around. Right. They're going to be watching me this whole time. So you like, are the main attraction. I got really quiet. And I just yeah. sat down <laughs> to the point where like uh, time to the, hole up and repent from yeah, all this. Uh, one all of this the Tom drivers Fool, right? were like, "Are you okay? Is everything going to be all right? <laughs> something wrong?" I got, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> yeah. So what happened on the awards, uh, the podium? Oh, yes. yeah. So, so sleep deprived. The entire exercise, they go through the whole thing where they're like parallel parking and backing around corners and making, you know, appropriate stops with the lights on at the right times and that sort of thing. Drifting. Yes. Very drifting at five miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the disappointing thing for a lot of people is that this is not, this is no rodeo. Right? No, no. And that's, that, that's how it's nicknamed, but it's a safety exercise. Yes, so yeah. that's the unfortunate part in many ways. 
But uh, I I was even scolded by our quote unquote coach uh-huh. for going too fast. Oh, okay, there you go. That, that's what first gear is for. Yeah, I was. So <laughs> <laughs> this was. Uh, this is the end of the day. Everyone's gathered, and it's been a long time. They're, they're tabulating scores, and it takes them a long time to tabulate scores. Oh, yeah. So everyone's just kind of like, that was the let's get this part. over with. Um, they start making announcements, and Aaron just kind of walks out of the room and sits in the hallway, like at the very back of the the entire I'm like, they're area. not going to call my name, I'm, and I need to charge my phone. Yeah. So I'm going to go over <laughs> to this other room where there's an outlet, and it's quiet. I might be able to doze off. And the Wi-Fi signal is stronger there. So, yeah, it is. You're right. <laughs> so the way things work out, they, they make the announcement of uh, first the novice division, people who haven't done this before, and uh, they call the name of Mr. Aaron Flores. <laughs> For the Northwest chapter. <laughs> yes. Hey, I know that guy. Yeah. yeah. And I look back because I know he's back there. And erupting through the door <laughs> is Aaron Flores with his arms held high in the air, <laughs> screaming, <laughs> Woo! running up the, the front of the room to accept this trophy. So, yeah. And there was, of course, there was all the posturing with the trophy and that yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, oh, I should, I should, uh, I should download or upload that picture onto onto yes. the drive. We can put that on our site. Also, you have a trophy. So, and I, yeah, congratulations, I sir. Yeah, but this also means I got to do this again for state. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, in two weeks, right? You have uh, one more competition. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, I do have a question. You got this prize for being fifth. Yes. Is this a everyone gets a prize type thing? <laughs> 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 nearly very nearly no, i mean it's... with with nine of us competing it was it was pretty set <laughs> that's that, more than half yeah yeah well it, it kind of was right. uh, although first place still did go to someone else from a different school district so that's cool yes yeah yeah <laughs> um but yeah so it's it kind of likely that a bunch of us would show yes. but i honestly didn't think right i was i was gonna place anywhere well, I had bet on the first four finishers at this horse race track, and it, oh, was, yeah? Yeah, it didn't happen the way I thought. You didn't so get I, the quadrifecta? I lost. Yeah, I lost uh, my bet, but so it goes. But yeah. So I, I please, obviously— Please tell me I wasn't in that, <laughs> in that bet. He actually had you at fifth. <laughs> <laughs> that one he won. The, the one bet he didn't make, he won, yeah. It was the quintfecta, yeah. <laughs> the quintfecta. <laughs> so I, I promise for anybody who's still listening but is like, why aren't you talking about bikes? I thought this was a bike show. We're, we're going to get there in a minute. But first of all— uh, Shadowfoot, it's transit. Brian. It's transit. It is transit. It's true. Yeah. So shut up, you haters. Um, <laughs> I was just going to ask you, Brian. I'm curious. <laughs> You've been to Portland before, but what's your assessment of the city? Being from somewhere else, uh, is it is it as is it worth all the hype, or is it not? Um, really love the transit. Love the biking. We rented bikes through Spinlister, so oh nice. That there's been really handy. Um, trend, uh, but and both are so much better than what it is at home. Um, Cycling's more of a challenge. We are making improvements, um, but also transit's not as well integrated. So it's great being able to have the pass just jump on and off, not have to worry about it. We got the seven day pass. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot you can get that yeah. uh, for riding the the transit here in Portland. Yep. Yeah. Basically, jump on everything except the aerial tram. Except the aerial tram. You need monthly pass. L- that's for that. a rip off then. Brutal. I'm sorry, Wait, I, I apologize. That, does, that, doesn't, a day pass, doesn't a day pass get you on the tram? Daily passes and the week pass doesn't do it, we asked today. Mm. I'll be but we, we used the tram last time, so we okay. skipped it. There you go. Better weather last time. Better, okay. yeah, better yeah. photos. <laughs> <laughs> so in New Zealand, uh, do they hate bikes as much as they do across the uh, channel there? Um, a lot of 
there's a lot more aggression to cyclists. Um, but they're not like I've, mandatory helmets, or it's they? mandatory helmets in New Zealand. Really? I wear All a over. helmet um, because I don't want to get the fine again. <laughs> again, uh, that's the word right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, when I once had an accident um, going downhill with reasonable speed, not wearing a helmet, the Lack of helmet didn't stop me from breaking my foot. Okay, there you go. <laughs> the so bike we, was written off. It bounced off the ball bars of a car. Wow. Ooh. Um, but, yeah, so a broken foot, helmet not needed for that. It's not where the nickname comes from, is it? Ball bars? Uh, <laughs> shadow foot. Shadow foot. Oh. No. <laughs> no, I had the nickname before that. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Um, but Wellington, a lot of improvements there um, towards cycling and that. But um, there is some cyclists are quite aggressive. Uh, mm-hmm. I describe them as road warriors, ready to um, tilt the dragon as such, sort of <laughs> with the cars and that. Right. Some are really aggro, um, not as relaxed. Um, you don't get as much upright casual riding as I saw in Helsinki. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, because you were recently in Helsinki as well. Yeah. yeah. Got to spend three months there, though. I wasn't cycling okay. for that. Yeah. Well, it's it was the wrong three months. No, no, autumn. <laughs> my favorite time of okay. the year. Right. Um, so as far as, like, as far as cycling, it's interesting because I've heard people say that Portland has some of the most aggressive commuters in the States, at least. I, do, have you noticed any uh, aggressive commuting happening while you've been here, or is that uh, is it still uh, scaled down from the road warriors you see at home? We're probably missing the commuter rush, so okay. that uh, makes a difference. Uh, a lot more courtesy from cars and that um, than I see at home. Um, maybe it's the passing too close that sometimes it's... Um, because there is less cyclists at home, Okay, drivers are less aware of... or prepared to do something about it and right. so out of surprise they don't do the best thing here people are seeing them a lot more they watch out for them and therefore they will be, they end up being more courteous as well definitely which is disturbing at times when you're timing it that the car goes ahead of you and you can oh, do a smooth yeah. no you have the right of way take <laughs> it <laughs> that's that, the the portland trope is the whole like four-way stop where no one goes and right. everyone's like no you go no you go four-way stops are crazy aren't they uh, do you have yeah. roundabouts where you come from? Yep. Yes. They're much more logical, right? We have one four-way stop in Wellington, which no one knows how to get through. <laughs> <laughs> the exact um, opposite. Everybody problem. avoids it. <laughs> um, but the roundabouts are a lot easier. You do have roundabouts here. But they all have stop signs going into them. Right. Whereas you have to stop ours would and have yield, side, yield sign. Yeah, which is what it should be. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and other cities, like even like Bend, for example, Bend, Bend, Oregon on the other side of the mountains has uh, roundabouts with yield signs. Vancouver, Washington up there has roundabouts with yield signs. Portland has stop signs. Not true roundabouts. <sighs> Although they are, well, we'll make that transition in just a minute because you have some experience with those. It was right there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, but before we close out, was there anything else about Portland that you're uh, curious about or uh, did you want to share uh, your observations on? Mm. I can't really think of anything okay. uh, um, You exceptional. use Spin Lister, you said. How, yeah. how was your experience with that? Um, good. So um, cheaper price than through a rental shop. Right, um, this is a peer-to-peer, kind of like the yeah. Airbnb of bicycles. We were lucky we got one that had two bikes available, and that makes it easier to rent just a single bike, but getting two. We right. looked in Vancouver, Canada as, for Spin Lister as well. But it was easier to use a bike shop to get two bikes 
and at similar price. With Spin Lister, I'd expect to pay slightly less because we needed to take one of the bikes into the shop. It means person's going to be there during open hours, get things fixed. Spin Lister, you've got to take a chance. There you go, yeah. <laughs> so cost-wise, you expect it to be slightly less for that. Right, you we pay had, less for the roulette. Yeah, we um, had to make some adjustments to seats and that, need mm-hmm. the right spanners, which tourists you don't tend to carry. You, right, right. You might not be able to carry those on, on the plane. So, yeah. <laughs> it's not really a, yeah. You don't want to put those in the checked luggage. Right. We're doing carry-on only as well. Right, right. So, yeah. Exactly, yes. Yeah. So you really don't have an option for... You don't want to carry those. There's spaces at a premium. And... Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, Brian, for joining us tonight. It's a pleasure to meet you in person. And yeah. uh, thank you so much for your financial support uh, all over. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it means a lot for, you know, people like you just to say, hey, I, I like the show and here's a couple of bucks. So, Thank you very much. Thanks. I'll see if I can drink it all tonight. There, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> There's the truth. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so roundabouts, David. First of all, lads, five hundred. Yep. Truth. I was just pulling the sticker out. We have patches now too, uh, which I don't actually have any with me because you have lads, five hundred patches. I got some patches made. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, I meant to bring them, but I'm on the light bike tonight, um, which oh, okay. has I have literally yeah, yeah. nothing with me other than a U lock. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, um, same same design. But yeah, it's a. Uh, it turns out that a roundabout is a great way to merge a whole bunch of different forms of traffic. Right. So what was the lads five hundred? Uh, big traffic circle uh, where I made people do five hundred laps in a team relay over the course of uh, yeah. morning slash afternoon, um, and it ended up working out really well. Uh, where. You know, from the internet thing, it kind of just went nuts, and within 48 hours was on bikeportland.org, and um, 600 people were signed up, and I had, like, done nothing except to invite the normal bike idiots I always invite to stuff. <laughs> right. It started with bike scum and expanded from there? Yeah, just, like, the normal kind of people, hey, there's a thing happening. I'm like, yeah, it's spring. Let's do something stupid. And then, like, right. within, you know, 48 hours, it was Jonathan Moss had a post about it. There were, like, 600 people invited, you know, and, uh, like, more and more going. And it's like, oh, yeah. shit, this might... uh We'll see how this goes. And so named because, first of all, the Indy 500 is a race. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, lads, if you go 500 laps around lads, it's about 100 miles. It's 100. Okay. It's exactly. Not- <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is it over or under? Um, d- well, here's the thing. It depends it really on depends. Like, where in the circle you are. Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah. One of the belligerentes Bliger- the are really aiming pretty hard at getting some sort of trophy. Um, the belligerentes one- <laughs> is uh, <laughs> yeah. Portland's Allschwinn bicycling yep. team. Yep, from uh, up north. Maybe the oldest bicycling yeah, gang in Portland. Yeah, they were like 96, I yeah, think. But, yeah, yeah. But uh, they were gunning for, for recognition. Yeah, for a while, uh, uh, Chainbreaker, I think, was going around the outside and yelling about, you know, farthest, you know, widest diameter and you know, <laughs> yeah. lowest IQ. Or, <laughs> like, you know, he had a whole list of them, and they kept getting longer as oh, time went go. on. Nice. Uh, they ended up winning best cheating. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or best loophole was the official term. Wait, what was the, the loophole was? Uh, I, they did their laps concurrently. Uh, consecutively. Or, or con- like, they, they went out like five of them and did laps and counted that as five laps. This uh, is a team effort. So like people ordinarily would like pass the baton and like right. one person would stop riding and the next person would start. It's not a race. It's a relay. But. Yes. <laughs> right. But <laughs> there was no rule against all the participants doing their laps together. No, there wasn't no written There rule. wasn't specifically stated. It's kind of implied by the word relay. You would think, yeah. Would, it's it's and I'm debating whether or not I actually close that loophole next year. Okay, um, right. Cuz it is pretty genius. I, it was it, it was really good cheating. Yeah. Um I mean yeah. or, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> even if there's no rule it's still cheating. Well, 
uh, spirit or whatever. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Hashtag still cheating. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to Shylock. I'm over it. But, uh, <laughs> That's uh, good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it worked out all right. Um, yeah, and then I made him give a beer and a sausage to honorable mention. Uh, there you go. Which was uh, a guy who kept doing laps on a big dummy for like an hour and a half after his wife and kids left. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. He was... Uh, Brad, I think was his name. Yeah. Team uh, team Baby? Number one baby. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, He was trading off his kids at the beginning. And right. And I decided to allow that count as bike changes or <laughs> slash rider changes. Because <laughs> another rule was uh, you have to change bikes at least once. If you're uh, doing no, it by least... yourself, you had to bring another bike? It was at least 10 times. And then Nathan Jones goes, team! And so I made the Nathan Jones rule, which was, hey, if you're doing it by yourself, bring two bikes. Okay, there we go. And he was really going for it. Like, he was off the bike at speed, running over to his other bike, and then, like, riding the fat bike off of the grass back yeah. into the circle. He, he couldn't have brought two more different bikes. Oh, yeah. Here. <laughs> he had his uh, his Pugsley. Yeah, right? the pu- his, it was his a fat bike. Yeah, one of the fat bikes, and then and then like, a fixie, yeah, so, right? Yeah, yeah, it was a little little lightweight fixie with drop bars or <laughs> so like twenty two millimeter tires to like three inch tires. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and of course, he was doing wheelies and all that. But. Right. <laughs> and Brian, of course, is our department of weights and measures uh, for conversion. So uh, I we could ask you. I'm not going to make you do the hard math now, even though I know it would be simpler for you than it would be for me. <laughs> but if you want to know in millimeters, you can find out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, twenty three is already millimeters. Right, right. But this has about been about an inch. Ep- yeah. there we about go. an inch. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Math Corner. <laughs> Brought on to you by the Beer podcast. Yes, exactly. On Southeast Division and Twelve. Indeed. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Does anybody know what block number division is uh, by for reckoning addresses? Oh no, I don't. I uh, should. I think it's just twelve. Well, I don't know. It's like twenty-two hundred something. Well, it, it, the internet is here. Aaron's going for it. So Aaron was at the Lads 500. I was not because I was out of town doing a bike camping trip with some other people. Right. But, um, what was your team name again? You were on... Uh, so I joined with a bunch of people from Bikes for Humanity. Right. Uh, they oh, were right. yeah, yeah. Dank, dank Nights into Dank Dreams. Dank dreams. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which was very confusing when we also had the Dork Nights. Oh, right. really? Uh, we had, uh, <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't. I didn't know. I got there late. I didn't know yeah, if yeah. like is Dork Nights like kind of a, a reaction to the Dank Nights name? No, or did, they, were, they all had Batman stuff on. Uh, ah, so it was nice. a yeah, it was a, okay. a Batman thing. They ended up taking third overall, actually. What's well, um, not bad, yeah. Yeah, with a three man team. Um, it was interesting. The finishing was uh, we had a five person t- the team, the the Brucey et cetera, the messengers, and then fifteen minutes later we had Jeff and Mark uh, as a two person team, uh, and then those guys were. Uh, third overall okay a while after that i forget the numbers at this point but there we go and then there was also the team was it best in show best in show was the fun one um that was uh uh ross uh eric iverson and uh i think josh ropo was on was riding for them as well okay yeah but you know they made the stickers they had the the uh, back feet with the full stickers on the side. You guys sponsored them, I'm pretty sure. We well, yeah. I don't. I don't know that we knew we were sponsoring them, but we were happy to oh, do so. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Our logo appeared on the side of the back feet. So, I've seen that thing out in a few times. Like yeah. recently, they still have those stickers on it. It's really? still, still rolling around Portland with number 88 on the side. Last <laughs> 500. I hope it never comes off. Yeah. 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 It was just. It was a beautiful show of because they had basically everybody they like. You know, it wasn't. It wasn't like they were actually sponsored by anyone. But no, they just threw a bunch of logos up. Uh, uh, the rally team, uh, beer mongers was on there. Right. Um, it was, yeah. 
And they were just, I mean, the whole time, like, cooking, grilling while they're going around. Right, because Eric does grilled by bike, and so they they were passing off sandwiches to people. And uh, Ross had a a glorious red cape that was trailing behind him as they were riding. And so, yeah, it was uh, was a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a, a lot of dudes. Uh, how many ladies showed up for this event? Um, there was a, a few. There's yeah. a full lady team. Okay, um, nice. And there were the, a bunch on the freak bikes. I mean, it was I don't know. I was I, I was in full kind of. I had a megaphone. It was you know it was sunny out. So right. And there may have been libations, but uh, so. I wouldn't know anything about that. No, uh, somebody like me, but legally distinct from me. That's yeah. correct. Yes, <laughs> is, I think. <laughs> no, it, it, was, it was actually a pretty good time. Um, and luckily, all 600 people didn't show up. But, ah, okay. What would you say? Probably eighty or a hundred. It's close to a hundred. Maybe not quite, but it was. Yeah, it was, it was a reasonable number. Yeah. Um, and it turns out when you only have half of those at best riding at any given time, they end up you know bunching up, and the people who are out you know doing so, like on breakaways are going to be they're fine weaving around cars or whatever. Right. Yeah. But that brings up the subject of the fact that this is not a closed street, that this was still open <laughs> to was, this yeah. is not motor a vehicles. Closed. Don't yeah. fuck with cars or try not to fuck with cars. One of the rules, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't remember any like real there were, uh, harried got... interactions no. with, with cars or even pedestrians. Yeah. Every, almost everyone was fine. There were a few cars that got confused and yeah, were trying that was to really go the main too far stress. out or too far in yeah. or switch between those two. Right. But whatever, like people are only really going around the circle for at best half a lap, um, and yeah, it was fine. Normal people, anyways. Right, <laughs> <laughs> non idiots. <laughs> um, I think apparently the police showed up at one point, um, and they did a full lap. But I was unaware of that. Um, yeah, interesting. I heard that rumor too. I didn't see it. Yeah. Uh, this was, I think, after no, this was before the one angry neighbor that eventually made its way to me. Like, the, hey, there was an angry neighbor, and I went to go try to find angry neighbor. And instead found, like, six really pleasant neighbors. Right. <laughs> right. Like, just they like, came out in droves. Like, oh, yeah. people were, like, watching for yeah. a long time. Guy was just reading a book in a lawn chair under his cherry tree. And I was like, hey, how's it going? Talked to him for about five, ten minutes. And he's like, no, this is great. Keep going. Like, Streets well, is public right. spectacle. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and the, the commons. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the yeah, I did the research on it when I was you – know, part of the it's not a race, it's a relay thing was the, about the only thing I could possibly have gotten you know, charged with was uh, speed racing on a motor highway. Which oh, right. Would have um, been hilarious. It's illegal. Yeah, it's also yeah. it's also it's, only, it's a traffic violation. It would have been a big deal, but it would have been hilarious, right? Um, but I figured I'd cover cover myself a little bit there. But yeah, terminology, yeah. yeah. We're allowed to be on the road, and you know, we're uh, allowed to be in the park. So yes, go nuts. There um, you go. <laughs> it's, it's just a particularly weird long ride. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. And then the one of the one of the uh, family with little kids came up and set up across the way, and we're selling sodas and uh, ferry beds. Which nice. I still. Don't really know, know what, what those that were. Yeah. Like a bed for a ferry to sleep on. Yeah, it was a little felt thing. Were they small? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So I think it was like little Tinkerbell sleeping bags or sure. something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was advertising for them on the megaphone because it was, you know, why not? Right. Um, well, and if they do exist, then you want to make sure that you give them a, right. a nice place to rest. <laughs> right. Indeed. And if they don't, you still have a nice little felt thing. And also support neighborhood youth. That's and, it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> you probably want to let the neighbors know ahead of time next year so they can get their advertising ready. Yep. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I had I did have some communication with the uh, Hosford Abernathy Neighborhood Board. Um, just well, this is happening. It's, it's going to be okay. It's not bad. Don't be pissed. Yep. Well, enjoy yeah, it. Yep. Well, I, I'm not going to be an idiot about it, but I'm right. also not going to get permits. Um, cause right, because permits are expensive. Well, and I don't believe we and need unnecessary. Them. I don't, yeah. I, I really don't think the event needs them. And also, the the slogan was, it's spring, let's do something stupid. Right, indeed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. You could have made an Andy 500. 
<laughs> and there was at least one fellow who didn't have many clothes on, right? There were uh, at least uh, there were a couple different naked laps. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, or two-two only laps. I think was one guy. Uh, yeah. But there you go. There was. I mean, as the day went on, you know. What I really loved about it was that everyone really got into the spirit of it really quickly. Yeah, and it was a fun thing. It was just, it was just, yeah, everyone being, you know, <laughs> just being, being idiots. Let's, let's, we're doing something stupid, right? <laughs> As opposed to like showing up to the yeah. run and the guy's like, "It's not that kind of run. Turn <laughs> right, off your music. Right. This is serious." <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, yes. here's the thing: like, given the number of people who were there at the beginning and the number of people who finished, it's possible that that guy. That scolded, quote unquote, scolded me. Yes, probably didn't even make it there. Statistically, it may not have been that kind of That's ride for him it, either. It, yeah, 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 it okay. was that kind of ride for me though. Right? Yes, it was. And, <laughs> and at least I finished jackass. <laughs> <laughs> what we mean to say is, you know, it's a big tent, and we're glad that yes. everyone was able to participate. Yes, there it is. <laughs> Thank you. Don't think the unicycle bastards would have done too well on the round. But, right. Uh, so did the unicycle bastards show up to eighty five yep. or Indy? Uh, Lads, Lads 500. Yeah, yeah. They, yes. they, they did 200 laps okay. and then retired due to a taint injury Okay, um, as they wrote on the scoreboard. Um, I could see I, how that might be the case. Yeah. But they were, they, I mean, I think he got some good reading done. Um, yes. Yeah, it's, he was, you know, he yeah, got, that's right. got a couple chapters in, just right, unicycling around the circle, riding, reading a book. Yeah. Oh, reading and unicycling at the same oh, yeah. time. Okay. Yeah, yeah he, was, he got bored on the laps because, you know, it's... <laughs> it's a big dumb circle. It is a circle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we had mentioned the possibility of of uh, potential other circular courses at some point. Are you going to be heading this up, or have you passed this off to other people who are interested? I've got some I, some maps drawn. I kind of want to let Eric and Ross run with one because they were just they just killed it with this one. Right. Um, they really got into it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I was talking to them before it was a real thing. I'm like, guys, I had this dumb idea, like red dots or something. <laughs> and they go, No, you need to do that. So, yes, please. Okay. And then they just stepped up and made it, helped make it go uh, madly. Yeah. Well, thanks to them and thanks to you for coming up with the idea. It sounds like it, it – did we say, is it going to happen again? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I it mean, will. It's going to happen again. Um, How would people find it? Um, it's pretty much – uh, It's gonna. I'm probably just going to follow the MMR in April. Okay. Um, the Midnight so, Mystery Ride, uh, uh, which happens on the first Friday of every month. Second Friday. Second Friday of every month. So, so go ride at midnight, then sleep, and then wake up and do 500 laps in that circle. <laughs> that is kind of stupid and uh, fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, I did end up sleeping through the Midnight Mystery Ride this year because I was still kind of stressing out. Like, oh, my God, what if 700 people show up tomorrow? Right. Um, but apparently they did do a few laps of lads uh, on oh, the cool. Midnight Mystery Ride. Oh, cool. Uh, which was, it was good to hear. Proving the course. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, just some, you know, some scouting laps. You know, turn three is a doozy. That's that. Yes. <laughs> As opposed to turns one and two. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's awesome. So yeah. that that's one cool thing. The other one was uh, you, you've made a number of maps. Uh, you, I think you may have shared either on mic or off that you like to make maps for fun when you're bored with other things. Yeah. So. It's, you know, you get the wanderlust and just go start looking at roads and places to go that aren't just like, no, let's go to Kelly point again. I mean, right. Nothing wrong with Kelly point, but it's pretty, it's pretty, but you know, it's, there are, you know, I didn't know Dixie Mountain Road existed until, you know, one of these rides, and that's yeah. a sweet road. Right. Um, uh, and <laughs> Camp Road 10, I'm annoyed to know exists now. But <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the, the beauty of the, like, the beauty of map making, or not map making, but route drawing mm -hmm. as a hobby is that once you make this route, then you can go out and see if it works. Right. So you did this thing called uh, the Ventersborg 200? Yep. 
Is it Venersburg or Venersburg? I think it's Venersburg, but I don't know. Okay. I haven't heard it pronounced. It's kind of like Venersburg. By someone who knows, yeah. Venersburg. Yeah. It could go either way. Anyway, uh, but yeah, that was one I drew where I just kind of stitched together a bunch of places I wanted to check out, and it ended up being almost exactly 200 miles and almost exactly, like, what, 13K feet elevation. There we go. Like, it was like... Point four off for both of them, and I was like, "Well, that's a round number. I guess I got to do that." Right. Um, and then just went out and just tried to do it. Uh huh. And everyone's like, "Hey, what does this look like? Is there water?" I, I don't know. I <laughs> haven't been there. <laughs> this is a totally unscouted route. I'm, These are lines on a map. This I, is a hypothetical yeah. possibility. The map says I can go there. Right. I don't know what the road looks like. I'm assuming some of it's not paved. Uh huh. Um, and. You know, uh, yeah, that turned out to be accurate. Okay. Um, so what did what did you encounter on this attempt? Uh, like I was up by, well, so I dropped into uh, Scapoose. I uh, went up to Hillsboro, dropped down to Scapoose, was on thirty for like six feet, and then up the Crown Zellerbach, uh, kind of north of Portland on the on the Oregon side of the river, right? Um, and in then, the hills out there. Yep. And then turned off towards apparently there's a town called Pittsburgh up there. There is. Um, there's also a Kansas City over on like the other side. Uh, is there? There's a Kansas City, Oregon, uh, which is also I have a route drawn to go up there. Uh, <laughs> the country's place names are just so confusing. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kansas City is mostly in what uh, Missouri. Missouri. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And where are we now? Mississippi. <laughs> yeah, that's it's Mississippi true. Avenue in Portland, Oregon. <laughs> that's <yes>. right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I was up. I was up by Pittsburgh somewhere, um, and then you know it's okay. So I was on a little gravel trail. Then I was on a paved road. Then I was on a gravel road. Then it was like a double piece of double track. Then it was like a really overgrown piece of double track. Then it was basically single track. Then it was mud. Like the just the route just starts disappearing. Right. I'm still on my blue line, um, but the roads are. I'm starting to go more and more. Hmm. Well, that's the road I chose. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, shit, let's keep going. Um, and then I got to a point where, like, there's a big piece of windfall, like, with a no trespassing sign on it. Like a large mm. tree that fell down? Yeah, or was pushed there by some sort of, like, sure, moving sure. equipment. Right. No, like, hey, no trespassing. This is warehouser property or whatever. Right, and they um, grow a lot of trees up in that area. Right. And I didn't cross any gates. Okay. Which I think, so I think I'm okay. I but what, I don't know. Like if, carting your bike over a tree is one thing. But, right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if I'm crawling over a tree that fell down, I think that's okay. But um, yeah, there were. Uh, I don't. I don't think I was trespassing, but I don't care if I was either. So right. Yeah. That's kind of <laughs> you're, you're you're kind of walking this legal. Like you're you're out to do no harm. Right. You're yeah. like the the Wiccan of bicycle adventuring. Sorry, I was trying to say hypocrites because Bill and Ted has ruined my brain. Um, <laughs> right, uh, the do no harm. So yeah. you're also the doctor of adventure tour. Yeah, just yeah. You know, first do no harm, and it's, but except to you know yourself and your sanity. Well, yes. Um, so I, I get here and it's like, well, I've just done a little bit of descending. If I want to go back, you know, one backtracking isn't any fun. To eh, shit, let's see what this goes. I'm almost there. Sure. Uh, then it turned into about like probably. Two, three miles of, like, real shitty hike-a-bike. Uh-huh. Um, and like, what kind of ride were you using for this? Was it was it equipped to handle this terrain? Sort of. I, uh, I was on the new bike I built up, uh, which I had 38s on. Um, is that the Fairdale? The Fairdale, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. And kind of mountain bike ish It's an adventure bike. Yeah, it's it's, it's, like, it's almost a cross bike, really. It's a, 
it's not quite a monster cross bike. Okay. Right. I think monster cross technically starts at like 40, 40 plus or 50 plus mil. Um, but That's right. And you know all these distinctions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've learned a lot about these sort of stupid things. You from, do you work know, in the industry. Yeah. Well, it's been a great industry change. Yes. Um, but yeah, so I, it's basically a monster cross setup, but not technically. Um, okay. And actually, it handled really well in like the single track part of it. And there was Good. One, um, you know. Would have been nice to probably have the, the ability to drop the seat if I was going to do more of that. Oh, sure. One, uh, one point where I came over a hill and all of a sudden realized, oh shit, this is really steep, and I'm like sitting on my viscacha, the you know seat bag, um, uh-huh. way back. Oh, like this right, right. like trying to keep your balance, keep your uh, keep your bike level. Right. Well, and just you know, uh, I've already I'm already over the hill of this, and it's going down. That's yeah. Either I go with it or and or keep rolling, it, yeah. or yeah, I've got to <laughs> move regardless. Let's do this. See if we can roll it. And got away with it. Um, but yeah, anyway, then it's like hiking through this clear cut and some of it was rideable, but then a lot of it was hiking over, you know, trees that had fallen across the path. Right. Then there's a section where there's like a little divot and there's just, it's not passable because there's a whole bunch of wood has just fallen into this and it's just not passable. So I'm up on a ridge trying to carry a fully loaded, you know, bikepacking rig uh-huh. uh, on this ridge with like a drop on either side going well this is this is getting interesting yes and and this is daylight hours at this point yeah light is fading okay phone battery is dying yeah uh, this is before i get the uh <laughs> ca- the cash battery into uh, my uh the setup so i'm still trying to run the phone right off the dynamo which as you guys remember from rond oh, right. doesn't work doesn't, yeah uh, electricity is funny that way yeah. yeah you know your phone likes this consistent charge and a dynamo doesn't right uh, produce right. that if you're not you know just uh, a roadie or whatever sitting at a consistent speed for a while um yeah adventure biking doesn't really no produce so it does it does speed. find to like just charge it but as yeah. far as like trying to operate it on well no i mean from it, the dynamo yeah i mean it's it'll charge it will charge your phone but as far as like keeping it going when you're climbing or right. off-road or hiking uh, just isn't really how it works um right. I've since added a battery to the middle, and I've never plugged that battery into the wall. Like, I took it from – it arrived with some China power in it, and then I plugged it into the bike, and it's been going fine ever since. And that will keep the phone right at full charge, but – What size battery is it? uh, It's like a 16,000 milliamp hour. Um, Got two USB ports, little flashlight built into it. Large capacity then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's – even if everything else fails, I can keep the phone going. And if that's the primary uh, – way to keep navigate you really want to you know make sure you have a right. way to keep it going yeah. <laughs> yes and you were going off of uh app directions yeah, yeah. I, I, the ride with, ride with gps app you, know, you mm-hmm. can follow your blue line yeah so i finally got through the hike a bike section and uh oh, hey, we have batteries here there we go oh yeah shadow yes. foot just brought that's out a lot his, of batteries that's, battery array that is a uh, shiny batteries too which is very nice i don't like being out of connection and having flat batteries so i've got Batteries. There you go. Yeah, yeah. No, this is good. They, they look like it's almost like a almost like a kind of a 1950s sort of aesthetic to those. A little bit. I got to get some. Yeah, like the the one could be mistaken as like a cigarette case in a way. It's like true. Classic that was cigarette. a Kickstarter one I got. Yeah. It's nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so when you when you drew this map, obviously you didn't know what you were getting into exactly. Uh, no, I mean, did, I knew did, it was ridiculous. But... Right. Did you anticipate <laughs> that it would be as hard as it was to get through those wooded sections? Um. I wouldn't. I wasn't you know, going to put it past it. You know, I've yeah. I've found some dumb roads before, but um, <laughs> it was where it really got shitty was at the bottom of that clear cut. Where okay, I descended about a thousand feet on some really really rough gravel. Yeah, um, and then you get to the point where the road just stopped. Uh huh. 
and I could see the road that I was aiming at. Like, it was connected with Apiary Road or something, and I can see this paved road over there, and cars are just going by at a good clip, and there's not a way for me to get there uh, other than this, river, like, creek bed. Okay. Um, it's really, <laughs> really, really overgrown. Yeah. So it's, you know, descends into climb through this thing, and it took me a while even just to get over to the stream. Yeah. And then uh, there's a good 10-foot drop into the stream down, like, a straight face, and I, have wow. a, I still have a fully loaded bike. Right. 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 And electronics. <laughs> well, my phone is dead. Uh, I mean, the stream's not that deep. Uh-huh. Um, like, I wore my waterproof, my hiking boots, and, of course, when I finally got to the stream, I realized they weren't quite as waterproof as they once were. <laughs> okay, they yeah. never are. They yeah. never <laughs> are. <laughs> but, um, you know, lights failing. Uh, you know, I have lights and everything, but it's, okay, this is this is – starting to get interesting yeah um made it down to the stream and then have to figure out okay well halfway there yes um i've still got 100 yards to go up up the other side to get to the road uh had a moment of you know just sitting down on a sandbar and drinking my last beer uh you know i only left with two i had the first one the first time hit gravel and the second one right here would you bring another for your next trip you think uh two is fine okay um you know it's a good number i mean with at that point you don't really want to have too much with you right Um, was the intent to like get beer at yeah, I mean, destination. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you can you, you ride through a town, you have a beer. I had a beer in its capoose. Uh, right. So, you know, okay. it was, and they thought it was really strange. Um, <laughs> like, it was like, how'd you get, where were you from, Portland? How oh, did you do? I biked here. They were, they took me, like, oh, you mean a bicycle? I'm like, yeah. That's right. <laughs> yep. Like, Why? Adventure bike. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought it was fun. So you made it back to the road. Eventually I did. After um, being in the bush. After there, you know, after contemplating my life choices in the you know, ravine. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, got there and had to wait for a car to go by and flag him down. Which way is Longview? Oh, yeah. Uh, I think it's that way. He's like, yeah, it's that way. Yeah. Um, started riding. Uh, eventually the you know, phone started charging. You know, got the phone back and could look at navigation. And then, uh, you know, start to notice the that wobble I'd slowly noticed on, earlier in the day. Like, yeah, that doesn't feel quite right. Started getting really bad to the point where I was literally like kind of st- having to steer to go in a straight line. Mechanical problems. Yeah, most of the spokes in my back wheel had detentioned, ah. um, it turns out. So I get to sit there, and uh, this is well after dark. Right. I've got a headlamp, and uh-huh. I'm sitting there, like, leaning against the mailbox, balancing it on my head, <laughs> like, f- you know, just trying to, like, true it up enough that, yeah. you know, tighten all the spokes, and then it's rubbing on the seat stay. Okay, now i got to true, just, like, I want to get to town. Yeah, that's hard to do, like, in daylight or, like, under yeah. consistent, yeah. I, I, truing is bullshit. Yes. Damn right. It's a truth of, the truth of life. But, uh, Keep, keeping a wheel <laughs> rolling, yeah. Uh, but anyway, eventually made it down to Longview. And, right. Um, so two things that I, that I want to talk about mm-hmm. that we probably should get on to news and mail. Oh, yeah. I wish there was more time. But uh, the bridge, you went over the bridge, and then eventually— Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, the Lewis and Clark. Eventually you got lost. So oh, yeah. those two things, I think, are the things that we should touch because yep. those are the really interesting things in my mind. Yep. Uh, the the bridge is, you know, it's kind of tillicummy where it's just a nice, you know, it's, you know, you're climbing up and then you crest and you're coming down the other side. Right. Uh, so it's shaped like the one that we just built here in Portland. Right. Yeah. yeah. Just arch bridge. But super steep. It's, well, yeah, yeah. probably probably five or seven. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's, you're, it's definitely, you notice that you're climbing and then descending in and... Um, yeah, it's not a slow bridge for vehicle traffic. Right. Uh, so, you know, and the breakdown lane is full of just detritus. <laughs> the breakdown um, lane is already broken down. Yeah. Well, and, you know, both of the times I've done it, I've done it overnight. Uh, yeah. So it's, you're sitting there with a, you know, light off the front of your bike, trying to steer around pieces of wood and fender and whatever the fuck Ooh. else. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, then you're dropping a long view and, hooray, you're not okay. dead. Right. <laughs> um, 
It's a yeah. celebration of life. Right. Yeah. It's, it's good views of the Columbia if you can you know, trust yourself to look off to the side. And, right. Yeah, at, at any well, point. it's very high. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. higher than any other bridge that I've ever been on I can that I can think of. But yeah. On the Venusburg, I was actually going over it when there was a full-sized, you know, boat. Yeah, a big fucking boat in the parlance um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> went underneath. Um, and, yeah, it's it, that's, you know, it, full uh, shipping traffic right. without having to open or anything. So, that's yeah, how it's, all it's, the iPads get to Portland. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I dropped in there. Uh, quick story about, you know, I bivvied up behind a uh, elementary school. Oh, uh, yeah. Baseball diamond and. Yeah, when I woke up, the guy whose house I was kind of camping next to came out and brought me coffee. Oh, nice. <laughs> not not as scolding as you thought, perhaps? No, his first thing was, well, that looks like an interesting way to travel. I said, yeah. He's like, I looked out. I thought you were dead for a minute. It's like, no, it's just a bivy bag, not a body bag. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the coffee. That's fantastic. <laughs> it was great. Um, well, because, I mean, you also, like, sleeping on a school property, It's that's not really a thing people do. Well, I mean, I've actually done it a couple times now. Right. Um, and it's... Yeah, it's public property, so you're sure. not super trespassing. There's usually a like a little quiet place you can hole up where there's I, trespassing and there's super trespassing. Right, right. <laughs> there's there's hey, you're definitely not allowed to be here and I'm like, yeah, they might ask me to leave. Um but also over the weekends it's usually not gonna be a problem and yeah. Yeah, you're gonna be gone at six in the morning anyway. Right, right. So short term. Yeah. But yeah, the next morning woke up, uh got breakfast, rolled out of town, um, kinda stopped to charge up the phone because I was still having a hard time keeping it going. Yeah. Off, just ran off the dynamo. Uh, you had a sidewall failure, uh, on your tire. Yeah. Tire blows out. Yep. Had to boot that, patch the tube, put it all back together. You don't have a spare tire. It's just, uh, whatever you've got. I had spare tubes, but not the spare. And I had boots, but I didn't have the spare tire. Um, and that was fine after I fixed it. Uh, but then the dynamo wire pulled out of the wood, uh, pulled out. So I had to go back and find a, there's a a hardware store and do some emergency field wiring with, you know, wire, (laughs) wire nuts and black tape. And that worked. Actually, I still have those on that bike. Nice. (laughs) Nice. Um, yeah, eventually got going again, had some navigation, made it down to Woodland, um, and it was just, it was hot, I was beat, you know, and kind of stopped for, you know, lunch, and actually I kind of just sat down next to a building, and it was, had some shade for a minute, and... Just kind of slumped. Yeah, just you know, leaned against the building for yeah. about 20 minutes, half-napped, and realized after, as I was leaving, oh, shit, that's the Woodland Police Station. Oh, there we go. <laughs> that's why that guy in the SUV with the buzz cut <laughs> asked me if I was okay. Uh... <laughs> But yeah, then I, after lunch, the phone was you know totally dead, and this is about the point where you know um, I would have turned up to go towards you know around Lake Merwin and, and do the Venusburg part of the trip, right? Um, but you know, having spent the whole morning you know just dealing with bullshit in Longview, um, you know, was way behind schedule. Um, uh huh. And you was thought you'd like, be done by now, right? And so I was like, yeah, okay, maybe if I just keep going straight. We'll we'll come back for Venusburg and that. Yeah, I just want to get back to town. Yeah. Um, Got out of the diner and kind of plugged the phone in and started doing the circles in the parking lot because that was the effective way to get the you know get the dynamo going enough to charge the phone. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right, yeah. and it's not coming back on. It's not coming back on. I'm like, shit. I'm doing a lads in a parking lot. Um, fuck it. I'm just gonna follow the river south. I know the river's that way. Let's go get it. Uh, it turns out Woodland is right by the where the Lewis River hits the Columbia. Yes, um, and so, it's uncrossable from there. Right. It's just it's this weird little fucking peninsula. I found a kind of. Uh, uh, off-road I, I don't want to say redneck but yeah rednecky you know little adventure park where you know I was the, like, i'm riding through it on a bike and everyone else is on dirt bikes and trucks going right. through big mud pits and looking at me like <laughs> what the fuck are you doing here? who is this guy yeah, yeah. hey how's it going i'm in pink shorts um <laughs> yeah uh, and that was fun it was actually some really good riding um <laughs> it turns out uh 
thought that was going to connect me over to where I was. Nope. And I ended up, and I found the the railroad bridge, which from, from later looking at the map actually would have connected me to a ride I've been wanting to do for a while, which yeah. is the, uh, what's the, there's like a nature preserve or something down the there. The Ridgefield Wildlife Refuge? Some, that's the one. Yeah. Um, and had I crossed the bridge, it would have been great. But that one is very, very clearly marked no trespassing. Right. Um, uh, yes. And, and we've there, all seen Stand By Me. We know how that ends. I mean, it's a short, I would have made it. But, uh, <laughs> there, the, my, my problem was there was a, there was an SUV there with a bunch of uh, antennas on the roof. Oh, like an official like I don't think works it, I don't the think railroad? it was. No. But I think I did, wasn't trying to find out at that point. Right. So, you know, I have like six or four hours of sleep. Sure. Yeah, but I did the hardest century of my life, you know, the day before. Yeah. Uh, and just kind of sitting there, I just want to get home and don't want to deal with this right now. And also, um, Union Pacific, they're, they're, they they do take trespassing seriously. Right. Oh, the, yeah. the railroad is not not yeah. keen on trespassing. Yeah, yeah. They 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 have some of the best trespassing too. That's the annoying part. <laughs> they have all the best <laughs> corridors. All the best trespassing and the weird towers and shit. Um anyway, so then I there's a little dike uh, a path on the on the the, the levee there. Uh-huh. Um and it's great scenery. There's yeah. a tulip field, the sun is setting over the Columbia Gorge. It's beautiful, but I'm just annoyed at everything and realizing that I'm turning north again. Yeah. Fuck. And like, then I'm, I'm not sure if I have oh the mental no. fortitude yeah. at this yeah. point. To... Yeah. And then I'm back at Horseshoe Lake, which I decided on the first time, I'm like, I'm not going to stop and put my feet in that because I'm almost, I'm going to keep going. And this time I did stop and just kind of grumble, yeah. grumble. Ended up back in town. There's the diner. I'm like, shit, I've just wasted four hours. Like, this town is, I'm never going to get out of this town. <laughs> yeah. um, it's going to swallow me whole. Yeah. <laughs> And that was when I kind of just called it. Like, yeah. You know, my wheel my wheel is still field true. Um, or, like, still, you know, I, when I... Field true. Yeah. That's a, that's a great phrase. Well, like, I mean, like, it's, it's like the, the, my chain breaker on, like, the multi-tool has some spoke wrenches on it. Yeah, and That's yeah, the only yeah. thing. It's, and I had to re-true it in the morning when I was doing the boot and t- tube fix. And it was just... I was just so annoyed at everything. And the phone still was not back on. Um, yeah. So Josh Ropo ended up coming up, picking me up, and... Uh, oh, nice. Got me back to town. Got the bailout option. Yeah, only time I've ever called for a sag wagon, and even then it was just kind of like, I might be able to, and yeah, yeah it's like, I got you. Well, there's the one time that I almost got a hypothermia, I think. Oh, and, nice. You know, I didn't, didn't have enough layers, and we had to call for a ride home, and uh, it's the thing where it's like, I don't think I don't think the car is the best way to get everywhere, but certainly a good way to get some places, yeah. and uh, when you need it, when you feel like you need it, you know, that, that's a thing you can do, so. If I hadn't been so annoyed at Woodland... I probably would have gone back down to the uh, the boat dock by the Redneck Park and tried to hitchhike back to Portland on a boat. Oh, sure. But I was just so pissed off at everything at that point. Right. Like, yeah. I'm going to get cold water and sit in this air conditioning and just waste time for a minute. Seems like a – yeah, that can work. Yeah, it was, it was it was okay. I mean, you hate to call it off, but it's – you know, the sun is set at this point. you got to work in the morning. And, and there's your sanity to, to think about, right. yeah. Well, and it's also, you know, I've, at that point of the loop, I mean, I've already done the fun part. Like, right. I mean, not that <laughs> not, not Venersburg or Venersburg isn't fun, and I still, yeah. have to, I still have to go up there. Well, like I said, you and I should go out and do that someday. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. There's some good gravel back there. Yeah. Um, which, uh, yeah, anywho. But... Venersburg, yeah. the place that only you and I care about. <laughs> <laughs> all Venersburg, all the time. All the time. Well, I'm glad you had an adventure. It's an epic tale, and uh, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I hope you have more adventures. Oh yeah, uh, got to keep doing it, and it's, it's just it's it's fun. I mean, and he, this one, the cool thing about things like this is that even if you totally fail, like this one did, you know, right? If everything, you know, you don't complete the route, everything breaks, you still have a 
good time. You know, I still saw some really cool roads. Uh, you know, I now know that Camp Road 10 is bullshit. Okay, there we go. I kind of want to go ride it again. Uh-huh. Just, just to make sure. Kind of don't. <laughs> just to, just to kind of be like, you know, fuck you. You're not going to get the better of me. Right. Yeah, I can, yeah. I'll do it better this time. I know where that, like, deer path with the stinging nettles is. Remember yeah. me? Yeah. I was here before. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess you're not going to publish it as a tourist uh, trial. Oh, the map is public. <laughs> um, but right right about the same time where I'm sitting there going like, I have to cross that river ravine uh, or that creek ravine. Um, I was like, I'm really glad no one followed me on this. Yeah. Yeah. It was a public you know, thing. And I invited a bunch of people to come out and do this with me. And, and there was interest. There were a few people who were considering it and then overslept or you know whatever. I mean, and on these dumb rides, there's really, I'm not going to give anyone shit for not coming. But Indeed. Uh, there were about that moment on that ride. I was like, I'm really glad no one followed me on this because I'd just be going, Yeah, guys, my bad. Had <laughs> um, people come on a different one I did, and that was just like, Hey, let's do the Crown Zeller block, uh, connect it to Banks Vernonia Trail, and whatever. And that's you know, it was a hundred mile ride. Yeah, that's but, a good century right there. Yeah, it was good um, and but, all paved. Well, the, oh, except for the trail. Yeah, because the uh, there's still a good forty miles of gravel, and you know, you're one of the guys was a single speed and on 23s and at the of end it's like I'm kind of sorry about that last road I, <laughs> Pebble Mountain Road was a little bit bullshit uh, <laughs> oops <laughs> so it goes yeah it was really fun watching that guy descend though <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I was coming down and like I'm on the brakes or whatever and he's just <laughs> sliding and um, it doesn't look like he's gonna die but there are so many ways to adventure bike that's the thing it's, oh yeah it, it's always an adventure when you put yourself it, Bike scum is about pushing yourself before you're ready. Yeah. yeah. Whether or not you're prepared, just go do shit. Um, Try something. See yeah. what happens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's there's some uh, <laughs> there's some about that. I mean, uh, Juliana Burring, um, who was in the Inspired to Ride, first running of uh, Trans Am. She, right. she has a book coming out this week. I think. Racing across America without support. Yeah, well, that was the race she did. But she also did the Around the World lap. Oh, um, yeah. She's the female record holder for that. Uh huh. Still, I think. But yeah. she's got some kind of. She's figured out the waxing or the philosophy of, you know, it's great to just kind of figure out kind of what happens when you try to do something that you don't think that you shouldn't be able to do. You bet. Yeah. And that's kind of where you figure some shit out, Um, you know, on top of the just already, you know, time in the saddle is always going to give you time to figure out shit in your brain. Um, Right. When you have that kind of brain Zen mode and then also, oh, shit, well, this isn't working, um, but, but I have to go that way. Right. Yeah. My two options are go straight across that creek bed or go back up that 600 vertical feet of shitty, shitty gravel. Um, <laughs> you learn a lot about your own priorities. Right. Well, it's, well, I've got a choice to make, and none of them are good right now. <laughs> and I don't have any uh, bailout options. i got to get myself out of this. Right, um, right. And there's, that's kind of fun. Well, thank you for uh, thank you for being inspiring. And uh, <laughs> what would you tell people to do? Ride bikes. Okay. Uh, I mean, well, I mean, it, it's drama. Like for when you first start doing the kind of longer rides, it's like you know, go to Milo McIver or Shampooy. You know, do the thirty mile. You know, there and back. Uh, oh, ooh, I got the drums. Yeah, ride bikes. Draw dumber maps. Go farther than you think you can. See what happens. Um, and drink beer. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> it sounds like a, that's a statement of belief right there. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Thank you for coming in and telling the stories. Yeah, thanks for having I me. I appreciate back. it. Yeah. Uh, do both of you have time for the headlines and news? Yep. And mail sure. and things? Yes. All right. Uh, here come our headlines. What can compare with the thrill of a brand new bike? I like my bike. 
first up our calendar. So many things on the calendar now. Yeah, it's, it's getting exciting. packed. Just the uh, May 19th from 5 to 7 at Clever Cycles. Hug your dog tour. Hug Meet your dog. Bixby and her human. A six-year-old res- rescue dog and her human travel throughout the U.S. and will be talking at Clever Cycles. So that's like 37 in human years. Oh, wow. It's a middle-aged uh, dog. Yeah. Well, not, she's still young. Man. Yeah. 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 You know? Plenty of time. Yeah. Yeah. That's... Our, our conversion expert from the table. <laughs> <laughs> do you do dog years? <laughs> Only metric dog years. <laughs> I <figured Yeah>. it, <laughs> How many is that metric? <laughs> the real reason we invited Shadowfoot to join us tonight. <laughs> also, uh, May 20th, also at Clever Cycles, Hein Stucke, the uh, world traveling cyclist who has lived on the years, 50 years around the world by bike. Uh, he, is a, he is touring with a book now. And uh, you can see him, you can listen to him talk, and you can have him sign your copy. And then next, uh, June 10th, the Little Lebowski Urban Achiever Ride. That's right. Everyone's favorite uh, Lebowski-themed yes. ride in part of Pedal Might be worth noting also on June 10th is the last Prince Bowie ride. Oh, right. Ever. Okay. Is that, is that on the calendar now? Yes. Awesome. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Because in this fact, has been I'm a bad year for fans myself. of either one of those, those artists. Well, yeah. The problem was they announced last year that it was the last one, and both guys just lost the will to live. <laughs> That might be. <laughs> that, that might be a little too dark. Soon. Too, too, too be dark. interesting if that was in fact the case. <laughs> but uh, no, this is uh, the Prince versus Bowie ride is yep. the one that uh, Saturday the tenth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's uh, of course everyone dresses as their favorite character between the two of them, and uh, two rides converge at some point to uh, have an ultimate dance off. Yes. So that's happening. Uh, and then, and I think they're timed. You could go to both the Little Lebowski Urban Achiever ride and the Prince Bowie ride. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Brian, you had something. Um, I just wonder if anyone's going to dress up as a corpse. <laughs> that is a good question. <laughs> there, there will probably be some zombie, some zombie princes, zombie, and zombie Bowie. Zombie I, really, Bowie. I really think the only, <laughs> the only one that could pull off the zombie is is Bowie. Really. He's kind of had those those characters, he's kind of, yeah. He's not kind that of character, been but there. yeah, yeah. And of course, we'll have to apologize to anyone who is yeah. uh, still kind of mourning that loss. Uh, so after after that, we also have this thing, and this is uh, mail. But hey, what's up, oh, Rocket Podcast fans? This is oh, let's do that again. All right. Hey, what's up, Rocket Podcast fans? This is Eric Iverson calling. About an upcoming event on Friday, June 11th, Petalpalooza, Grilled by Bike, 2 p.m. at Irving Park in Northeast Portland. We're going to grill there for a while, roll out to another park, grill there for a while, roll to another park along the river and watch the sunset. It'll be glorious. Bring your bike, yourself, some stuff to grill. We will have veggie grills available to suit your dietary needs. And uh, hope to see you there. So uh, that's all for now. Hope you're all having a good day. Girl, bye bye. Ride on fire. Ride on fire. Girl, bye bye. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, it's a good thing for anyone who's in the Portland area and hasn't uh, hasn't taken part of this. Uh, and that is, I mean, I should mention, if you're not in the Portland area and you can't come to Petalpalooza, uh, too bad. Do a ride. <laughs> oh yeah, make your own. Make yeah, your own. Yeah, get some people together and go out and do a thing. It's it's fun that way. Uh, so after I also that, to do a quick correction. Oh yeah, uh, the Bowie Prince ride is on the eleventh. Okay, so, so you have a whole day to recover from the Lebowski Urban yes. Achiever ride. Yes. However, you're going to have to time your participation in the Grill by Bike ride just right. 
That's true. Yeah. Uh, so don't overdo it. Oh, or overdo or it. Overdo or overdo it. Overdo it. And have a friend that can help you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so there's that. Also, the pollen ride. Gerald and I are working on that. Actually, I'm going to get together with him this Friday. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna work out our plans for that. So, uh, allergy sufferers across the world unite. There will be a group sneeze. Um, also, the third annual bike mechanic challenge, June 18th. That's a Saturday, from 6:30 to 10 at VeloCult. That's right. Yeah. So from there, headlines. Before we do, oh yes, can I pitch a ride? Oh sure, please. Uh, we're uh, you got a bike scum goes to Silver Falls ride this weekend actually. Oh yeah, uh, on the twenty first. Nice. Um, you know, ride down to Silver Falls. Uh, you know, there's bike trails and waterfalls, and it's a full moon and camp. Why not? Mm. Yeah, it's like fifty miles there, for, uh, then fifty miles back, or you can do a big dumb loop that I have planned. Um, <laughs> uh, that one's a hundred. Uh, so if you want to party, ride fifty miles, party, and then do a century. We can do that. Nice. Um, but, yeah, uh, meet at Colonel Summers Park at, uh, what does it say, 9 a.m. on the 21st. There we go. It'll be neat. Very cool. That's exciting. Yeah. Good fun. And it's a good ride. Like, that's good. It's mostly flat land on the way there. Mostly, uh, depending on Falls, how you go. There's, there's like, a, there's a climb into Silver Falls. Um, yeah, you know, I shouldn't, but, I shouldn't make that sort of statement. No, I mean. It'll it, be tough. It'll be challenging. It's, it's, it's enough climbing that it's stupid. Or that it'll be annoying, but not yeah. enough that you can't do it. And Aaron, um, you and I have done that ride a couple times. Yeah. It's, uh, it's it is not that much fun at the end. No, yeah, all the all the climbing is at the end. It's but not too you, steep, but it's there's like bunch of there's a lot yeah, of elevation. Yeah, right. And um, using the parlance that we've established about you know rides, it's not bullshit, but it is hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. That's that's a nice way to put it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and anybody can do fifty miles. Uh, so, so from from my house, I'm gaining uh, about three. Uh, no, just says a thousand feet. No, that's not bad. Thousand six hundred. So yeah, yeah, it's not bad at you all. You could do that. It's, You've done it before. It, it's all in the last like ten miles, but right <laughs> when you're when you're good and tired. But you can you can prepare yourself for that. See, now you know. That's right, and the more you know. Well, sometimes data isn't the best thing. <laughs> Hard data, yeah, exactly. Yeah. One of the things that sucks about riding with a ride with the GPS is you can scroll over and look at the, uh, you know, ele- the upcoming elevation data, and sometimes you're like, "Oh, cool, I'm almost over this hill." Oh shit, I'm halfway. <laughs> yeah, false There's, summits are yeah. everywhere. No, everywhere. there is some value in like not knowing sometimes yep. when just... you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, headlines. Headlines. We got uh, a real quick note that uh, Dan Christensen, who was on the podcast not too long ago. KPSU. Yeah. And uh, we'll link his interview there on our website. And I'm glad we're putting up that link because I need to find it. I have not yet heard this. But he is a a friend of ours, and it's good to see him getting exposure. So, uh, that happening. The the other thing. Um, From Bike Packers Magazine via new listener Aqua. Uh, says, I'm sure you've seen this already, but I wanted to share it anyways. This is introducing the Bike Pack Backpack. Traditionally, carrying gear on a bicycle has been quite the hassle, requiring complex installations of racks and a touring or adventure-specific bicycle. There have been unorthodox method- methods of... I was about to say orthodox Methodist. Of, <laughs> of carrying, been those too. <laughs> of carrying gear. <laughs> but reliability and safety have been a challenge yet to be overcome with such methods. Over functionally off... or Over the years, soft bags have evolved greatly, 
but none of them have had the ability to be carried functionally off the bike. We like the idea of multi-purpose bags, so you can do more with less. Multiple attachment points allow for use on multiple bikes. And we should point out that I think the Kickstarter for this did not go through, as far it as I not. know. Um, so the, it's a good idea. I hope they do something with it. I hope they can redevelop it, or I hope that they can make uh, something out of it. Uh, but but it was not a, it was not a successful really? Kickstarter, this, uh... which is the downside of Kickstarter. Huh. That is true. The uh, oh, interesting. The uh, it says. Whoops. Let me go back. Now you can still obtain them individually or as a complete system if you wanted to. Hmm. So uh, they're just kickstarting for exposure. I wonder if that's the case. That'd be cool if it was. Yeah, uh, I thought I did some research, but uh, yeah. Anyways, this, was, this article was published uh, on April twelfth. That seems pretty recent for uh, a thing whose Kickstarter campaign didn't. That's true. Anyways, we'll we'll we will find out. We'll figure that out later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and related, and our next article from bikepacking.com. Two separate sites, by the way. Yes. <laughs> it's, oh, yeah. it's a thing that's getting bigger. Yes. Bike packing hacks. And this went down, I think there was like 14 or 15 right. uh, different sort of hacks for, like what do you do for when bike you... packing. Yeah. Bring zip ties and electrical tape. Yeah. That is, well, electrical tape is, is up there. Um, so I, I picked out my favorite ones out of these. One is electrical tape as cage mounts. Right. I actually have that on my bike. Really? Uh, I had to move the cage uh, down a bolt. Um, so I have one real bolt and one electrical and one, tape. Yeah. When you want to like put things on your frame, but you can't like drill into your frame or don't right. want to. Right. Or don't want to. Yeah. And it's just so you can have a bottle cage and, you know, a frame bag. Right. Like you have like a half bag, like a tangle or something. Yeah. And if you don't have a tap and die. Right. Which I do. You do. Yes. I don't. <laughs> so <laughs> I like this it's one. It's not that great. Um, yeah. It says the great thing about electrical tape is that it comes off easily without residue. I might contest that a little bit. The whole without residue part. Less residue than duct tape. <laughs> That's true. It depends how warm it has been. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> uh, handlebar tent poles is another one. Um, a perfect trick for camping on slick rock or somewhere that might not, that most tent stakes are not friendly to um, simply put your bike on its side and run the bike grips through the tent loops. I will point out that that really only works with flat bars. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You couldn't quite do that with, uh, with a drop bar. Makes sense bars. to me. I, well, but then again, I guess you could just use the weight of your bike as a stake as opposed to like posting it on the ground. And that's where the zip know. ties come in. Yeah. Anyway, uh, gorilla, gorilla tape repair kit. Wrap a dozen or so lines around a lighter or a tire pump. Yeah, and Adele and, has done this with duct tape for years, yes. where it's like you don't need the whole roll, but you can take some. Yep. And I will say, as far as like the uh, the tape things go, Gorilla over duct tape any day. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I've Ducks are lame. Like, I got like <laughs> rolls and rolls of that. Um, make a hop can stove. Um, build a lightweight alcohol stove from your favorite beverage can. Oh, and they provide a little link. Oh, yeah, and it it went over. Yeah. Great. Um, I tried this a few years back. How'd it go? Not successful okay. whatsoever. <laughs> I would like to, I would like to uh, maybe put the call out there for those who are listening. So it's the backup on one. that. Bring food, you can eat cold. There That's you right. go. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And there I'm, was that. Uh, I I'm think... all for like buying cans of whatever with a quick 
a quick release tab on it. Yeah. Uh, Tim Mooney on the Pedal Shift Project. Also, uh, sometime back, he was talking about there was some like uh, hack team that was showing you how to open regularly canned foods on like a rock or something by really? wearing down the seal. <laughs> uh, so go go check out. I, we yeah. can't provide the link to that, um, but chances are Tim Mooney will listen cool. to this and he will put it up on Twitter. Yeah. Chances are. I could see that. Yeah. Um, Tyvek Ground Sheet. I've got one. Mm-hmm. I I like it other than the fact that like anytime you go to unfold it, it's like there's a thunderstorm coming. It's just like. <laughs> yeah. Lots of stuff that they wrap houses in when they're not quite finished right. building them. Yeah. Right. Um, so you mean they're easily accessible by finding a site that's under construction? They, yes. We yeah, would not advocate a, or condone that. That well, would be wrong morally and legally. <laughs> we could not tell you to do that. I wouldn't. I mean, I they've, they've always got extras. <laughs> they're cutting them like to size. They've always got extras. I am almost certain. I would say I'm at least 70% <laughs> certain, maybe even 75% certain that if you just ask nicely for their extras that they're not using. You're talking about with permission. Yeah. What a novel concept. I know. Yeah, okay, there we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I surprise myself sometimes. <laughs> but, I mean, you can also like sew that stuff up into like a uh, you know, crappy bivy or whatever. If, yes. Uh, if you have enough of Yes, that. that's another thing they mentioned yeah. is like it makes good insulation. Yeah. Yes. Uh, lastly, two-wheel tarp shelter. Don't have a tent. All you need is several feet of rope or line, uh, a 8 by 10 foot tarp, and for stakes and uh, the picture they provided on their site was um, a bike upended so the wheels are up and then the ends of the tarp are tied to the wheels there you go and then <laughs> you know you got you made like a lean to crawl in one side of the other bike. Yeah. yeah it's a good idea nice. i like it <laughs> i'm not i'm not gonna try it <laughs> right right i like well, my tent it involves you know putting the rubber side up which is yeah, which is De- tricky. Depends on how you feel about that, yeah. Right. Or if you just have a lot of stuff on your bars. Oh, that's true, um, yeah. You yeah. might have to unload your, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it, but if you're bike packing, well, I guess you would still, like, wrap things I still have my bars. Di- I yeah, still have my yeah. dyno light on the bars and yeah. your phone, usually. Yeah, that's um, true. So, I mean, not that it's, you know, oh, no, unhook two things, but. <laughs> we don't currently have rolls of Tyvek in the studio, but you know what we do have? What do we have? We got mail. Hey, we got mail. Sorry, I turned that up a little bit lower oh, it's okay. than, than necessary. Um, well, we uh, already played our voicemail here, but we got an email from a new listener, Aqua Dubleve, who already uh, sent us the article about uh, bikepacking. Right. Thank you, Aqua. Um, and she said, I just started listening to your podcast, and I'm trying to quickly catch up. I'm currently on episode 37, Deep Cuts. Oh, wow. From the very beginning. Yeah. Wow. yeah. So I'm not going to hear this for a while. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't even know I'm co-hosting. As you said, <laughs> that predates you, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love everything about the podcast, and I can't wait until I finally get to 2016. I just moved into Portland at the end of March and happened to get a place in FOPO. That is Foster Powell. Up and coming. So the podcast is even cooler. If only I was here in 2011. Anyway, sorry for the rambling. Get excited while talking with fellow bike nerds. Thank you, Aqua. Definitely, yeah. Uh, and then uh, Pedal Chip did find that uh, our old slogan, best day ever. Made it on a bottle of Coke. Yes, yes. They're, uh, they're mo- they moved on from people's names to uh, phrases that to, we like. To so. stealing our phrase. Yep. 
So it goes. Because we own that. <laughs> we do. We do. No one has ever said that before. Trademarked. I am. <laughs> yes. We are going to approach that with all the uh, litigiousness that right. it deserves. <laughs> What's your lawyer's name? <laughs> we don't have one. <laughs> I mean, Coca-Cola, you'll be. you'll be. Yeah, do you see what I titled? Oh, yes. Yeah. You call it CokeThief.jpg. <laughs> um, you you both, both can see here. Best day ever. Yeah, so That was tweeted. It was. It's, it's on the internet. It's a thing people can see. And the internet never forgets. <laughs> Lastly, from Sebastian Poole. Right. Neither, Sebastian doesn't forget either. Yes. In fact, he, he comes right back around and uh, will uh, fact check us from time to time. That's right. Yes. In this case, Estrella Beer. Actually, you can get it in this country. <laughs> About a month ago, the taqueria next to where I work started selling it. Estrella was recently acquired by the giant InBev Corporation uh, that owned Budweiser. And by Budweiser, we mean America. America. Yes, you've probably heard about the name change from Bud to America. I wonder if InBev plans to change Estrella to Mexico. That's very possible. Yeah, That's sad. Yeah, it is. What's the Mexican so, e pluribus unum? Uh, but that's that's in Latin, so um, it would still also be what, <laughs> they, 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 they like a, a motto or something. Right, right. What's the New Zealand e pluribus unum? <laughs> so we actually get an answer. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's the metric? <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we're going to close out the show. So, uh, David Robinson, thank you for the stories Thanks and for me. the good times. Brian, Shadowfoot, thank you for coming in. Thank you for coming all the way to America just to see us. <laughs> yeah, sure, that's why. <laughs> I thought it was to escape the dragon. That's right. Very well could be. Are you talking about Smaug? Yes. Okay, all right. There was our Lord of the Rings reference. All right, thank so. You. Got it. I couldn't, I couldn't go the episode without it. <laughs> it just wouldn't be right. Uh, our website is thesprocketpodcast.com. Email to thesprocketpodcast at gmail.com. Call or text to 503-847-9774. Twitter at Sprocket Podcast. Thanks to Ryan J. Lane for our theme music. Herbert for our headline sounder. Marcus Norman for graphic design. And thanks to sustaining donors Logan Smith, Johnny K. Shadowfoot. Shadowfoot, who's here. Catherine Mellengard, Wade Norman, Doug Robertson. Ethan Georgie, Justin Martin, Eric Iverson. Cameron Lean, Richard Bozenski, Tim Mooney. Orange and Purple, Glenn Kubish, Matt Kelly. Jim Gooden, Eric Weiss, Doug Cohen-Miller. Todd Parker, Scott McAllister Morgan, Chris Gonzalez. Dan Gebhardt, Zoe Companion, Andy Brunner. Dave Knows, Chris Smith, Christy Kaster. Caleb Jenkinson, J.P. Culey, Peanut Butter Jar, Patrick Archain, Sebastian Poole, Marco Lowe. Rich Otterstrom, Andrew Alderson, Drew the Welder. Anna Krista, John Wasserman, Andre Johnson. Shelly and Troy, King of Division, Josh Zisson. Richard G. Guthrie Straw, Christopher Barnett. Brandon Shelby, Campsite, Aaron Green. Mac Nurse David, Catherine Minchin, and Nathan Poulton. That's right. And now is the time for everyone to brush their teeth. And go to bed. <laughs>